0: Hey, everybody. For our fifth anniversary show, we're going to have our worst audio ever because I'm having both audio and mental problems tonight. This is what the show's all about, right? Have fun.
1: Aloha, you Randy Earholes and those people surrounding you. This is the best Diane Severson Smith there. Smith? <laughs> Guess what, Matt? Now we're married. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay.
0: Hello, my two illegit-to-quitters. This is your knockdown, dragged-out Matthew Sanborn-Smith and his five-year-old suspended-from-kindergarten podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's our fifth anniversary. Holy crap balls. To celebrate, we're going completely off track with no story, lots of credits, and a whole bunch of people who aren't me. Oh, shut up. I'm putting out a regular episode tomorrow. I put the word out to my hordes of listeners to help with today's show, and like nine of you answered. I might have gotten more participation if I was offering rectal exams on the street corner but hey i do this podcast to get away from my day job and those of you who did give us a shout are honestly the greatest fans that anyone could ever have in this episode of this podcast and i mean that but before we get to those people get a load of this guy from episode one welcome back once more for the very first time to beware the hairy mango the flash fiction podcast by matthew sanborn smith and that's me I don't know how you people feel, but I for two am rolling on the lawn excited by this. The premiere episode of what may be the greatest ever attempted exertion of human endeavor the at Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow the fuck down, buddy. You sound like you took everybody's vitamins this morning. If you ever get the urge to re-listen to the entire series, skip the first 20 shows, please. You know what? Maybe skip the first 242 shows. That would be good. But now it's time for your email.
2: Woo!
0: Check out this incredible email music that the mighty David Bradshaw supplied just for us, for me and you, and your mangoes, which I assume you have gathered round the hearth. Email beware the hairy mango. It takes more than one to tango.
2: The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch, mustango. Now you will listen to yourself. Now you will listen. You will. And now you must listen to yourself. I will propose you to listen to yourselves. You will listen, you will. And now you must listen to yourselves.
0: Are you still listening? How about that shit? Makes me feel like we're legitimate or something. We'll get a plug in here for him, as our first email is from David's wife and Mango superfan Robin Bradshaw. Robin writes, Greetings, oh Mr. Mango Matt. You hereby have our permission to take our names in vain so long as I win all the awards for the most confusing other patrons. No. You hereby have our permission to take our names in vain, so long as I win all awards for most often confusing other patrons of our public transit system and quite possibly peeing a little in the process because of your fine podcast. If anyone cares to find David's talents used for their proper purposes, they can come on over to DavidBradshawMusic.com and check out his CD, Songs from the Former Country. Fans of Starship Sofa and Tales to Terrify, fear not, David's songs will be coming to you soon. Happy 5th, Beware the Hairy Mango. Long may you abrade our Greedy Gullets. Thanks, Robin. David's got another album on that site called No Place, which his wife didn't mention. The link will be in the show notes. Buy lots of copies of both and give them to everyone you sort of know. Next email is from John DiNardo. That's right, the guiding light of sfsignal.com has had himself lowered from the heavens to bestow upon us what the SF and SF Signal really means. But before he does that, I'm going to offer up some suggestions of my own. I put this little thing together right after the Signal won its first Hugo back in 2012. Give me an S! S! S. Give me an F! F! What's that spell? S! Not a lot of people know that SF Signal was originally the web's leading stir fry blog and had to turn to science fiction to pay the bills. SF Signal is not the place for Super Fudge, Sally Fields, or Samantha Fox. Yeah. Turns out that the SF and SF Signal actually stands for Skin Flick. Shirley Feeney, and she's signaling to you to be her Laverne DeFazio. So fine, because for 30 years, the staff has been working away where their ass is poking out of their jeans, thinking they're as hot as Ryan O'Neill. Serengeti Fool, which is possibly the oddest type of signal one could ever send or receive. SpaghettiOs Franco-American, which the people over there gulp down like vodka. Serafino, superior French. The SF and SF Signal actually stands for Salty Fries, which are yummy. Turns out the SF and SF Signal actually stands for social function something most of my listeners are completely unfamiliar with stands for something funky some fritos stands for sexy frodo as the site was originally owned by a hairy foot fetishist shellfish savory falafel sanborn fans and it's about damned time sam fear the heavy metal master of the pan flute i'm proud to announce that the sf and sf signal stands for sandwich fuzz it now stands for san fernando schadenfreude sexy foxes sea cucumber fat sparkling fresca such fools swanky fat samba festival Certain phantasms. In the beginning, the SF and SF signal stood for serrated fork. Starship, so, fa. For startling flamingos, or, or maybe sore footh. Strangely friendly, 17 follicles. Well, actually, it could stand for the word stands for, couldn't it? I believe that the SF and SF signal stands for segregated foul, seriously forgetful. And now the SF and SF signal stands for so frickin' awesome that you've won the Hugo. We hear it be where the hairy man Salute fruitily, John DiNardo, and the whole gang at sfsignal.com. Ssssf-signal.com I've thought of a few since then, of course, some of which I offered up in the intro for the 200th episode of the SF Signal podcast. What's happening my sexy fajitas? Tell several friends it is time once again to sashay ferociously to your second favorite piece of sectional furniture and kick your stockings firmly to the sock floor. The doctor says you gotta take it easy since forever ago you contracted that bad case of soda foot. That's why the end of your sensuous fibula is sensationally fizzy. Slowly fire up that iPod and listen to this 200th episode of the SF Signal podcast while eating a bowl of Senegalese fruit loops. Put your buds in your holes and then put your earbuds in your ear holes. For you sexy out there this is better than that salacious friction. Mmm, SF signal. So fine. Ugh. I'm suddenly feeble. But the glorious Donardo has sent me an email explaining it all, and I wish he hadn't. He says the SF and SF signal stands for Subdermatoglyphic helipilification <laughs> Well, that explains that. Needless to say, I had to look this shit up. Subdermatoglyphic is the set of patterns that are the fine whorls, arches, and other finger ridges that have an underlying dermal matrix which determines their distribution. Okay, yeah, of course. And phloxenosinehillipillification is the act of describing or regarding something as unimportant, of having no value, or being worthless. So the two together is like a set of fingerprints which describe something as worthless. Let's say it's the evidence left by a cat burglar who steals from flea markets. Along with that, John also had a question. The 1970 show Maud proved that television comedies could take on serious and relevant themes, in this case feminism, and treat them with respect while enlightening the viewing public. Was this torch successfully or unsuccessfully carried in other comedies like F Troop and Hello Larry? If they weren't carried, explain how you would reimagine those shows today. Which comedies would benefit the most from casting mimes as the wacky neighbor? Well, John, even though F-Troop came before Maud, it was just as groundbreaking as when we discovered early in Season 2 that the show's title actually stood for Fuck Troop. But it was the swinging 1860s, and the language matched the soldiers' go-go boots. As for Hello, Larry, it revolutionized television by fully staffing the writer's room with the mentally challenged. But if I were to reimagine them today, I would merge the two shows into one and call it F. Larry. And I want Shields and Yarnell as the ropers on Three's Company, who will eventually be replaced by Marcel Marceau's Mr. Furley. Thought you had me, didn't you, you bastard? This next email is from my boss, Ron Caniff. I hope that's how he pronounces his name. And since I told you I do street corner rectal exams, you now know he supervises that. His wife is so proud. Sometimes after work, Ron and I go dancing cheek to cheek and our faces never touch. Anyway, Ron says, after being struck with a horrible case of the lumps, I finally found the cure. Who knew the true healing power of V9? Love the show. Thanks for all the time and hard work you put into it. You're welcome, Ron. From all the people at Lake Hasselani Nani. yes, I hear that word in my dreams now. Fuck, the refrigerator's on. And the sound just changed because I had to move rooms. Gord Zajac writes, Hey man, I just wanted to take a second to wish you and the mango a happy anniversary. I had been hoping beyond hope that maybe I could possibly find time to squeeze out some kind of congratulatory audio for you, but alas, it was not to be. The Slow and the Furious remains one of my favorite mangoes. I've gone back to it a few times just to listen to it again and confirm that it was as awesome as it was the first time I heard it, and it always is. Your work is always interesting, and it's always very Matthew Sanborn Smith. Good luck with the fifth anniversary show, and congrats again. May the hairy mango never spoil. Awesome, bro, thanks! And you know Gord's smart because he left the letter U in favorite, like one of those exotics from overseas if there was a C between us and Canada. Daniel Burkle, who runs the Beware the Harry Mangle fan page on Facebook, which you should all go join, asks a question. What's the deal with your personal life? The fucking air conditioning just kicked in. He didn't write that, I just said that. Alright, fuck it. We're just going for it. I don't give a shit about the air conditioning. Anyway! Daniel says, what's the deal with your personal life? You have kids and you have mentioned a wife. I want to hear the sad details. Of course you do, Daniel, because what comedy podcast wouldn't be complete without misery and depression? Well, the deal is, once long ago, I was enchanted by a woman from overlands, if there was a land between us and Trinidad, and that woman told me to put babies in her. And when we took those babies back out, I put them on episodes 100 and 200 of this show. And then the enchanting woman traveled to the magical land of anywhere but my house, where she still lives today. If you missed her, she once made a special guest appearance in court. And there were also dogs involved, which we separated. From each other. We're not monsters. And that's it for emails, folks. Send me some in the future and I'll read it on the regular show so I can play David's song some more. Beware the Harrymango at gmail.com. Here's a little intro I did for the Functional Nerds podcast a while back while trying to express my inner Walter Winchell. So, dear listener, you think you know the Functional Nerds just because you've listened to almost every episode nearly halfway through? Well, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and I am about to lay down the functional cosmology behind the show. The truth is, nerd culture was Patrick's and John's absolute last choice for a podcast subject. They originally wanted to do a show where they drank booze and screamed at one another called the Dysfunctional Nerds. Once they sobered up, they tried a podcast about Swiss Army Knives called the Multifunctional Nerds. For a short while after the Swiss Army beat themselves, senseless, they became the malfunctioning nerds. Then they tried to get down, get down as the Parliament Funkadelic nerds, but alas, they couldn't get down because their sparkly silver platform boots raised them into the stratosphere. For about a day and a half after John taught a particularly exciting math class, they became the function nerds and discussed the mathematical relation between a set of inputs and a set of permissible outputs with the property that each input is related to exactly one output. It was going to be crazy. Luckily for you, they went with what they know and became the Functional Nerds, which is about to start, so let me shut up. By the way, if you don't like this one, let them know. Waiting in the Wings is the Functional Curds, their incredible cottage cheese podcast. I'm kind of hoping that you make that one happen. Shh, shh. Here comes the non-dairy version. I don't have solid numbers on this, or even liquid numbers, but I think that was their most listened to show ever, and that's based on me making up facts. So Simon Hildebrandt, the host of the Protecting Project Pulp podcast, suggested listeners take a crack at some of the CC license bits I do at the end of the show. I posted some of the How? I posted some of the homepage for people to try. Simon read those even faster than I once did, and also wrote one of his own. I think since his show is going away, he's gunning for mine. To top it off, he's got a much sexier accent than I have. Give it a listen.
3: This podcast rolls on up in its hoopty car to check your shit out with its Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 Unported License. This podcast sprouts like an off-center ponytail made entirely of neck hair from the sweat-soaked muscular nape of a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 Unported License. This podcast rises horrifically, not from the grave, but from your bile-filled esophagus, seconds after your waterbed hopping and minutes after your greasy pork and cottage cheese casserole with a peanut butter and mustard topping, all washed down with an extra-carbonated, tobacco-flavoured Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. This podcast saturates your water table and milk stools with an unruly set of expectations, simmering with teen angst and dripping with disappointment all over a petulant reservoir of double-reversed osmosis and an unfiltered Carbon Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This podcast sucks lazily at the teat of a larger vagrant podcast with the understanding that it will grow large and powerful and someday leave its beloved vagrant to go out into the harsh adult world and confront injustice and apathy and a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international license and suck lazily on their teats. This podcast no longer sucks eggs, as it has discovered the much more satisfying hobby of giving eggs handjobs in the back seats of their little egg cartons, and please don't teach your grandmother to do this, although I know she's been around the block, though in her day it was more of a furlong than a block, and there might not even have been eggs back then, and there sure as hell wasn't a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. And just for shits and giggles, this episode trips painfully over the Romanian ambassador as he tries desperately to extract his tie from the shoulder he was employing to destroy the incriminating photos of himself and the suited and peanut butter jellied Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License.
0: Am I right? Stop answering your device, I know I'm right. Lawrence Simon, whose last name is in no way related to Simon Hildebrand's first name, also wrote and performed an original license bit. Back in the day, when a shave and a haircut was actually just two bits, this podcast recorded all four parts of a barbershop quartet, and mix them together to produce the song that could make the whole world sing. But sadly, nobody could get the human race to pair off in fours. So this podcast hung up its razor for good, and that's why the mango's hairy now, and left with nothing but broken dreams and a Creative Commons Attribution, non commercial share alike 4.0 international license. How about them mangoes? And Lawrence is a pro, too, as he runs the 100-word story podcast over at OneAdayUntilTheDayIDie.com. Links in the show notes. It's the perfect show for those of you who don't have the time to listen to my long-drawn-out five-minute show. A few years back, episode 31 of this show made such an impression on Lawrence, he created a ringtone that goes an awful lot like this: Look, I'm making mustard. I'm making mustard. Watch. I'll try to link to that in the show notes so you can download it yourself, but it was acting funky earlier and I can't promise I'm smart enough to do it right. Robin and David Bradshaw are back with their own takes on those CC licenses.
4: Hello, David Bradshaw.
0: Hello, Robin Bradshaw.
4: What are we doing here?
0: Uh, We're recording some stuff.
4: And we're recording it for Matthew Sanborn Smith because it's the fifth anniversary of Beware the Hairy Mango.
2: Sanco de Mango.
4: Sanko to mango. Nice. Is
2: that what we're calling it? It's... Uh,
4: well, we called it that now.
2: Okay. Onward. Well, let's drink of that.
4: Cheers. Matthew, you threw down by name and by implication on my reputation that uh, the Bradshaws were to throw in something for your congratulatory show. So uh, we were thinking about these outros. <laughs> this podcast rolls on up in its hoopty car to check your shit out with its Creative Commons attribution on commercial share alike 3.0 on ported license. How about you?
2: The only natural response to that would be, This podcast sprouts like an off-center ponytail made entirely of neck hair from the sweat-soaked muscular nape of a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 unported license.
4: Well, take this. This podcast rises horrifically, not from the grave, but from your vile-filled esophagus seconds after your waterbed hopping and minutes after your greasy pork and cottage cheese casserole with a peanut butter and mustard topping all washed down with an extra-carbonated, tobacco-flavored, Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 unported license.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: try that one which one are we on hmm. right there
2: ah uh, uh, well saturates we're of saturated. <laughs> how appropriate this podcast saturates your water table and milk stools with an unruly set of expectations simmering with teen angst and dripping with disappointment all over a petulant reservoir of double reverse osmosis and an unfiltered carbon creative commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license Nice
4: Well I'm telling you This podcast sucks lazily on the teat of a larger vagrant podcast With the understanding that it will grow large and powerful And someday leave its beloved vagrant To go out into the harsh adult world And confront injustice and apathy And a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share Like 4.0 international license And suck lazily on their teat
2: I better top myself up for this one Here we go Can you hear the gurgling? And that's the screw cap going back on the wine bottle
4: nothing but class. classy
2: this podcast no longer sucks eggs that has discovered the much more satisfying hobby of giving eggs hand jobs in the back seats of their little egg cartons and please don't teach your grandmother to do this although i know she's been around the block though in her day it was more of a furlong than a block and there might not have even been eggs and there sure as hell wasn't a creative commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license
4: oh happy anniversary maddie you have a gooder
0: Thank you, guys. Nothing like some double-barreled Bradshaw action, baby. And finally, my pal Diane Severson-Mori emailed me asking for a few intros and a different set of licensed thingers. She also left in all of her screw-ups, giving me the power to make her sound like a goofball. Now that's friendship, folks.
1: This podcast drinks your hot tub drainings from that time your foot was infected. Oh, blah and get him out of there before somebody take with before somebody with a phone before somebody with a phone catches him feeling up which who's which who's i before ah there ever had there ever oh i should really maybe read these before i actually start talking Mm. i guess it all makes sense I really do feel like I'm channeling you, Matt. Have fun with that.
0: Oh, I did. Diane's a professional singer, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so glad there's an entire ocean between us to make her hesitate before coming over here and smacking the shit out of me.
1: We'll try that whole thing over again. This podcast lurks creepily near the playground at the retirement community wearing nothing under its trench coat but a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 Unported License. This podcast zips through the cosmos like a stomach flu sufferer running desperately to the nearest Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Like 3.0 Unported License. And of course, they're out of paper! This podcast drinks your hot tub drainings from the time your foot was infected and you were all out of chlorine and invited all those E. coli bacteria over for your Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Like 3.0 Unported License house party! This podcast hubba bubba's bubble from the saliva soaked mouth of a 12 year old German shepherd. And by that, I don't mean a dog, but a kid named Heinrich, who's not only tending the sheep, but tending toward the sheep. And we should really get that kid a skateboard and get him out of there before somebody with a phone catches him feeling up in an innocent Creative Commons attribution, non commercial share like 4.0 international license. Aloha, you randy earholes and those people surrounding you. This is the best Diane Severson Maury there ever done been and her most delinquent and too infrequent piliferous piece of produce. Beware the hairy mango. Jesus, I sound like an old Batman villain, both of whom exist solely for your enrichment and essential vitamins. Hello, my truculent sarsaparillas. This is your post toasty hostie, Diane Severson Morey, and her frosted flaky podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Hello, my Roosevelt's Roughage Riders. This is your saddling soluble fiber host, Diane Severson Mori, and her bean eating bareback, Beware the Hairy Mango.
0: Wouldn't it be messed up if there was no Creative Commons license for this episode? You can find Diane online at divadianes.blogspot.com. Again, the link's in the show notes. And that's the show, people! Five years, 242 shows, 20 elitist episodes, a couple of videos, and a whole pile of miscellaneous crap. I'm beat. I think I'll skip doing the next five years of the show and just do the 10th anniversary episode. Yeah, anniversary shows from here on out. Beware the hairy anniversary. As a reminder, and just for shits and giggles, when a shave and a haircut was actually just two
3: minutes after your greasy pork and cottage cheese casserole.
1: Which,
4: who's? Which who's? Which one are we on? Greasy pork and cottage cheese casserole with a peanut butter
1: toopty card to check your shit out with off its-
2: Offsetter ponytail made entirely of neck hair.
1: And all those E. coli bacteria over for your barbershop quartet.
3: And a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international license and suck lazily on their teats.
0: Until I do the 13th and 17th anniversary episode of Beware the Harry Cicada, this is your you-can-really-tell-how-much-he's-aged-since-taking-off-as-host Matthew Sanborn-Smith reminding you the traditional 5th anniversary gift is wood, so I'm leaving it up to you to make sure I get wood tonight. Good night.
1: That doesn't make sense, Matt.